Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about Twilight Zone, Season 1, Episode 3. It's called Mr. Denton on Doomsday. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Tara, what's this episode about? Oh, stuck me with the summary. Um, it's about a former gunslinger who is now a town drunk. Um catches up with a guy who's literally named fate who gives him a potion to shoot right and sort of relive his glory days but also he doesn't want it because he kills a lot of people when he's a good shot and uh it's sort of the reason he started drinking again and um yeah so once he starts to be able to shoot again because of the potion that fate gave him uh, word gets around fast that there's a new gunslinger in town and all the macho gunslingers have to come up and challenge him and uh, a twist of fate, I guess. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> that was okay. I was being a little bit cruel because Tara had mentioned right before we started that she was worried she'd forgotten the episode. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to... Not to give away like how I feel about the episode, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think it's forgettable? Oh, oh dear. A little bit. Oh dear! Um, <laughs> I didn't remember it when it when the summary came up. Uh, the episodes the episodes okay. Like I, I think there's some nice beats beats mm-hmm. in there. It's kind of I th- it does a good job I think of keeping me guessing as to where it's going. Like I, I wasn't really sure where it was going pretty much the entire time, which I think yeah is a credit to it. And I think the final little swerve is a nice little thing, um because he ultimately gets this elixir from from fate who. He thinks he's a peddler, but obviously we're thinking, oh, it's actually fate. <laughs> so fate mm-hmm. is, is embodied in this person. Is stepping right. In. Well, we see early on, like, he gets thrown out of the bar or of the saloon and the a gun appears next to him. And then the peddler guy watches him use the gun or he's just waving. Um, Mr. Denton, is that his name? Mr. Denton, yes. Denton starts just like waving it around, not pointing at anything, but he's actually like through the will of fate nodding causes the gun to go off and um to go off with like extreme precision where everyone thinks that he's a gunslinger again and he's like the greatest yeah that the town it seen. almost looks like he's pretending to just kind of wave it about but he's actually aiming his shots very like strategically right um, yeah although given that we actually is just waving it about and the gun is just going off it does make him like all i could think about during this early scene where he's, he's just kind of waving it and ends up shooting the 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 bully in the hand all mm-hmm. I could think was... Oh, did you recognize him? Um, I didn't. Who was it? Martin Landau. Oh, Academy really? Award winner Martin Landau. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. That. He's super young and strappy looking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm used to him uh, being this age. I recognized him. He has a very recognizable mouth. <laughs> a recognizable smile. Damn. Damn, yeah. damn, damn. Um... But yeah, You're familiar so, more with his daughter, I assume. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, what was she on? You might ask. She was on the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. She's the Spike girl. That's all I remember <laughs> her doing. Spike. Just saying Spike. <laughs> I I think there's more like elegance in the way she does it. <laughs> sure. She's got she's got she's got this more sort of mystical like crazy sexy thing going on right she's kind of like she looks a little drugged up to me but whatever sexy on drugs 
<laughs> well, no, well, she is at first, but she gets better. She's 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 out of it, <laughs> and then she heals, and she's all confident again, and she's kind of creepy. Uh, but anyway, that's just the point. And so he's waving the gun around, right? And I thought, sure, like the first thing you, I, I'm pretty sure you get taught with a gun is to not just wave it around willy nilly, um, yeah, because accidents might fancy this happen, uh, right. Of course, he never pointed at somebody. Sure, exactly. But fate intervenes and it shoots him in the hand, and then he ends up shooting like the the chandelier or whatever it is down, and it you know, <laughs> you know hits the guy just in the right place so he doesn't you know f- you know shoot at him. But he's like, no, no, I don't want people to like think I'm a great shot again because like people will come and test me. And the reason why he he started drinking is because the final person who came to test him was a sixteen year old kid, and he killed this sixteen year old kid. He didn't, he didn't want to do that anymore. Um, but of course, sure enough, some people show up very quickly. It's like, hey, we're we're here on behalf of someone. He's coming tomorrow at the saloon at this time. Be there, and he's like, yeah, I'll be there. And he gets this elixir from fate that for ten seconds will will fix his aim, where he'll aim is perfect, and he even gets to test it. And he goes into the saloon. It all sort of builds up to this moment. This this young kid comes in. Can't be that much older than you know, eighteen himself. Mm-hmm. Real young, yeah. And. They're staring, and he's really cocky, he's really arrogant, and Denton's trying to like put it off, but he takes a drink of the elixir, and then he looks over and notices that the other kid just did the same thing, that he's also had this same elixir, and it's like, wait a minute, what's going to happen if we both have perfect aim? Are we going to kill each other? Is that what's going to happen? Um, and I think this moment, this moment on its own, I thought was effective because I was like, "Oh, okay, this is actually an interesting twist." I didn't. Sure, I, I agree. I didn't see this being where it went that the other guy also had this elixir, and then mm. you know they shoot each other's hands, and it's like, no, no, they've both been protected from the future of having to do this because now they can't shoot. So, you know, him as an older person who's disgruntled, yeah. he's like, "Ah, oh, well, now I don't have to do this anymore." And trust me, kid, this is a good thing. You can't shoot. You're never going to be the the one that p- people come to test, essentially. So, I like that part of it. I mean, I think the episode as a whole is missing. Oh, hit my mic. Uh, is missing like I don't know, like a, a spark. It's missing like the the intriguing element that makes me like go, oh, what's this about? What's going on? Like, yeah, it's not like I think the last two were were pretty strong, uh, especially the first one. The first episode is very Twilight Zone. It has that mystery. It has a twist uh, to it at the end where you're just like, this is what I remember the Twilight Zone being something supernatural that's involved but this one is just i guess i guess it's just fate fate is the 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 key thing i suppose if you watch it thinking that this whole thing has been the story of the young gunslinger who comes into town and challenges him and now all of a sudden his life is saved by having his hand shot because now he'll never be able to have the same life and the same road that denton went down yeah, I guess it's kind of poignant for for him, but for Denton, I didn't find it very satisfying. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I there there was something missing, some some kind of spark that I kind of expect from I Twilight Zone for this. I think it's because his main thing is is that he quit drinking, but he quit drinking early on in the episode. It was after the. If, after the yeah, f- and I, first couple of gunshots, I thought he did maybe that. that was going to be it. Like that was the big thing. He was going to turn his life around and get his glory days back. But it wasn't. It was just I'm going to quit drinking because people are going to try to kill me now that they know that I can shoot a gun. Yeah. And I don't know. 
it, it was okay. Like it was, it was a fine episode. It's certainly not a bad episode. I know there's going to be some stinkers down the road, so oh, <laughs> it's definitely coming. not one of those. They're coming. Don't yeah. You, don't you worry. <laughs> right. So if I'm just thinking about what's ahead, it's definitely on the, you know, on the higher tier for sure. It was just not one of the great episodes. Yeah, no. But it was fun seeing like Martin Landau. I really did like the main character. I thought he was, you know, when you when you watch a lot of old TV actors play drunk, mm. it it kind of it comes off as acting or like they've never been drunk before. But he really sold it. Like like he really sold it for me. I thought he was really great. He was a great actor. Um, I don't recognize him from anything, but um, I, I wouldn't mind like seeing what else he's done because I thought he was fantastic. Dan Deryea, what's, what's he been in? He's known uh-huh. for, according to IMDb, he's known for Scarlet Street, which was 1945, uh, mm-hmm. Too Late for Tears, 1949, Flight of the Phoenix, 1965. I have seen that. Yeah, he's done some things. Um, I can't say I'm familiar with him uh, myself. Uh, oh, that's just kind of sad. He, he didn't actually live too long, much longer after this. He died in 1968. Oh, what a shame! Um, but he that, was great. Like I thought he was. I thought he really stole it. Like he, of all the actors in it, even I thought he was a standout for sure. Yeah, he he was. I think he was the best actor in it for sure. He he, like there's that scene at the start where he's been made fun of, and the guy's going to give him the booze if he sings a song, mm-hmm. and he sings the song, but the guy like smashes the bottle, as, you know, just to mock him. But like some of it still lands next to him, and he's like sort of drinking out of the the broken bottle, and it's. It's that's pathetic kind yeah, of Yeah, and he breaks filter. down, you know, he starts crying and you're like, Oh, I feel bad for him. Like yeah, he he's really great. I think it also it kinda stands out because um I didn't really like the the woman actor, I can't remember her name, in the show, but she was like she kind of didn't know what to do with her hands when she was on screen. <laughs> she kept like fiddling with her fingers and stuff. Like it was really noticeable. Um, which was a shame, but it it didn't make the the lead actor look great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she didn't really have much of a character, to be honest. She was just kind of there to show that someone had sympathy for him more than anything else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that was basically yeah. I I think I think it's lacking the spark. It's it's lacking the kind of like like you say, his character doesn't really go through a change in the final moments of the episode. It happens quite early mm-hmm. on. Um. It is all... I'm I'm not really sure what the um what the message is for the show for the, for this episode to be honest like fate will see you through or like I'm not quite I, sure what it is. I think it's the like, idea. Why that, is it fate? I think it's the idea that if you're the best, you, then you have to beat the best. So being the best means you've got a target on your back. So it's like mm-hmm. don't necessarily hope for something that you shouldn't or you're not prepared for. I guess. You know what his story reminded me of, like. It reminded me of Gene Wilder's story in uh, in Blazing Saddles. Like he has the exact same story about being a gunslinger, and then everybody coming to challenge him, and then like until uh, I don't think he was 16. I think he was much younger. Like a young kid was like, "Stick him up," and he like immediately dropped his guns and went into the bar and became a town drunk. Except the kid like picks up the gun and shoots him in the ass. He says. Maybe, it's like the exact same story. Maybe Mel Brooks was a fan because I mean, that came later than this. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe Mel Brooks was a fan of this episode and was like, "I'm going to." Well, I'm sure many people were for sure. Yeah, uh, it was just funny. There's this, yeah, it's like the exact same story. 
that, that again, I've not seen a lot of westerns from this time period, so there's a good chance that both this and that movie were both kind of riffing on something else, like a classic. That's know. true, like classic tale of a gunslinger that gets yeah. challenged. Yeah, that could be like a trope. I don't know. It very well could be, yeah. And we were just not as experienced in that genre to be like, yeah, this is the thing. So this, <laughs> this is them doing a play on this. Uh, maybe that would even enhance it a little bit. I don't know. I wonder if I would like it more if uh, if Denton got killed at the end. I don't know. Like, it would be more of a... like It would feel more Twilight Zone. Like, maybe if they both took the potion and they both died... Yeah, because cause then the message would be, uh, like, sh- there's no shortcuts, right? Like, shortcuts don't yeah. don't succeed kind of thing. You try Something, to take, I, take I think it. it would work, but and I don't know if it would work better or not, but yeah. I think I would expect something more. Like, this one has, like, a hopeful ending, which I don't expect from the Twilight Zone. Sometimes there can be hope. <laughs> hope can, Sometimes. Hope, hope can be I a like thing. dark. <laughs> Uh, I like dark cautionary tales. That's why I like my Twilight Zone to be. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the last one was kind of hopeful as well. It was, yeah. It got, it well, got, I mean, it got dark it in the middle. It was a pretty dark subject. Yeah, like but... a, a little girl was hit by a car and dying. But it, <laughs> I think the last one just suffered because, or not suffered, but came off as being hopeful because uh, of the lead actor. He was just so like joyful. <laughs> I like I like the word I'd use is a jolly. He was a very jolly. Yeah, he was actor. Santa. He, he was, was yes, Santa. he was Santa. Um, he didn't die and go to heaven. He died and went to the North Pole where he replaced the current Santa. He grew a beard. Mm-hmm. And he's like ho 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 ho. Gonna, <laughs> gonna take take toys to the kiddies all over the planet. Uh, yeah. every year that, that was his thing. Um, no, that, that's, yeah, this was this was an okay episode. I think it's not it's not one that's going to stick out in my memory. You know, when at the end the last week when it was like I remember the title, Mister Denton on Doomsday, sounded like a, a a title worth remembering. I remember the title, but I couldn't remember the what the plot yeah, was. Yeah, I did not remember this one. Yeah, um, but no, not without some uh, good qualities. Like I, I think there was a decent, a decent um, I don't I might call it suspense or tension, but. Like him, him being worried of the impending like challengers coming, and then like getting the mm-hmm. message and be like, okay, I guess I'll go the next next night. Um, like there was at least a little bit of like, okay, I, I kind of feel the build up to. I feel like it's counting down to a thing. So I, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, that I think it was structured well, and it, I feel like it was like working towards a moment. I guess it's mm-hmm. just that narratively, the moment didn't really do that much to his character to right. give it like a full thing. And I thought the western setting like worked. I wasn't expecting it for some reason. Like, mm. it doesn't seem like something from a Twilight Zone, but I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, I can't really, can't really follow that. So, at the end of the episode, he, uh, Rod Serling, as per usual, tells us about the next one. It's called The 16mm Shrine, and it doesn't really tell us much about it beyond just it's an actress uh, in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you remember it? Um, not even in the slightest, I have to say. I remember this one. You do. Mm-hmm. This one I remember it stuck with me. Did did I read the descriptions last couple? I did, didn't I? On IMDb, I think I did. Mm, maybe. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'll I'll read this one. I will do that now. Uh, Barbara Jean okay. Trenton is a faded film star who lives in the past by constantly rewatching her old movies instead of moving on with her life. So her associates try to lure her out of her self-imposed isolation. Hmm. That does sound kind of funny, but I don't know if that's just because I'm I'm thinking of Sunset Boulevard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's very Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm going to make a guess here and say that by the end of the episode, either she goes into the film or something comes out of the film. That's my that's my guess because it's Twilight Zone. My lips are sealed. But hey, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be next time on the show. Uh, this has been episode three of season one. This has been Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. You can like and you can subscribe and all that stuff. That helps us out a lot. As does, of course, going over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. You get some stuff early, including these Twilight Zone reviews. You also get some exclusives. You get some other stuff. Um, and I, I'm, I've been trying to promote, like, like because it's obvious to promote like other things that are relevant to, to what we're talking about, right? But... How does someone know that we do something else if I don't tell them about it every so often? If, if this is all they've found. So, this is the first time I'm doing this. So, since, since Towers are here Star Trek fan, I will mention that me, me and Connor uh, have been doing something like this for Star Trek, where we started with the original series uh, at the start of 20... 17 i had to think about that and we finished the original series and we're now in season one of next generation so we're, we're gradually working through one per week uh, of classic star trek and that's been quite the journey so far and many 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 seasons to go so if you're if you've enjoyed this and you like the sound of that uh go check that out uh highly recommend as a star trek fan yes yes uh who who mocks us and laughs every time we say something silly when we predict where things are going or we're talking about uh, maybe this is the, the true nature of like data and she's like nah 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 nah, nah. wait just wait, you wait till the season fools. 3 they have yes. no idea just you wait um, but, but you're a Star Trek fan who sticks up for Ash Tyler so your credibility is harmed at least a little I love that tall drink of water what what? <laughs> but this has been Twilight Zone, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, guys on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again. We'll see you next time. Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>